What a day, Resurrection Day. Hallelujah, our victory. Our victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. You have been designed to walk in victory. It is his plan. Through Jesus, love triumphed over death. Hallelujah. His love led him to that cross. His love kept him on that cross so that you could be with him eternally. Hallelujah. Our Jesus. Our Jesus. He has no competition. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Nothing can defeat the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. He loves every person. He is the Word, and the Word is life. He is the Word, and the Word is life. Hallelujah. So, beloved, we want to welcome our guests. Wow, you couldn't have picked a better day to be here to celebrate the risen Lord Jesus. So we welcome you, and we thank you for being here. And I pray that you are blessed today. You are blessed. Jesus' mighty name. All right, beloved. Our setting today, our setting today is Jesus headed for the arrest and headed for the crucifixion. And he did it all for you. Knowing what he was about to suffer, knowing, knowing what he was about to suffer, We see the very heart of Jesus because what did he do? He prayed for us. He prayed for us. He prayed for the disciples and he prayed for those who would come to believe. And that's you. So, what did he pray? He prayed that we would be one with him. He prayed that we would be one with him so that the whole world would come to believe so that the whole world would come to believe. He purchased, he purchased our oneness with the Father. He purchased that for us, that we could walk behind the veil, a torn veil, in unity with the Father, so that we could know him and know his love for us. So he prayed, he prayed that God would give us the same glory that God had given him. You see, this day is so important because we are here to understand what the resurrection really has done for us. Because we need to own it and we need to walk in it because that is the Father's intent. So Jesus prayed the Father to give us the glory, the unity with the Father. Unity with the Father that the Father had given him, that we would be one with the Father just as he was one with the Father. That we would walk in his unlimited, unreserved love. John 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone, because he had just prayed for the disciples. I, but you're a disciple if you're in Christ, right? Right? Hello. Okay, thank you. 
My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. Do you see that as a born-again believer, that's your position? May they also be in us, unity, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them, I have given, past tense, the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. This is why it is so important for us to understand, to lay hold of, to grasp resurrection life, resurrection reality, what you've been given, what he purchased for you. Do not let that death be in vain. Walk in that which he has designed you, destined you, ordained you, commissioned you to walk. He has so much confidence in you, beloved. Us as earthen vessels. See, but you need to focus on the confidence that he has in you as a born-again believer. You can do it. <laughs> you can be him to the world around you. You can be the light and the life and the redemption that they need. And there's light and life and redemption for you in your life, in your situations, in the things that you're struggling with. You were not left as paupers, beloved. Oh my, no, 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 no. You were not left as paupers. You have been given a dynamic, overcoming life through Jesus Christ, our victory. The gift, the gift, the gift of the fullness of Christ in you and being walked out through you. May they be brought to complete unity. I mean, really... You know, he doesn't mince any words. If you'll just take hold of the completeness of what he's done for you, see what I'm saying? He, does, he says complete unity. He says that, complete unity. To let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. That's Jesus. So that if we know the love, we know the love of God. Receive, you have to receive it into your own life first, beloved. Because outside of the love of God, you can do nothing. You can do nothing in your own power. It is the love of God that transforms the world. I in them and you in me. So we are destined, we are designed to have complete unity with the Father so that the world would know him. So that the world would know what Jesus has done. So that the world would know that the Father loves them the same that he loves Jesus. Christ's love through us. Can you, just, can you just picture the passion that he has for you? 
okay, no, I'm, I'm totally serious now. I want you to take a moment and just think of the passion that he had to have for you in order to do what he did. He was marred beyond looking human. That's passion for you, beloved. That is a total heart on fire for you. We want to give the same to him. So Christ came to the world that we would know his love for all mankind. All mankind. And the resurrection made that possible. It is the resurrection that made that possible. Ephesians 1.3 says that we have received every spiritual gift in Christ. This is not a pauper's gospel. This is a full-on gospel. Every spiritual blessing of Christ. For you. John 3.16 through 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. No, not to condemn, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Thank you, Father. That's our message. That's our message to the world around us. Whoever believes in him will never be condemned because of our unity with the Father. But we have a job to do. We want to be more like him every day. Your, your spirits, of course, were recreated in the very image of God when you were born again. And then we walk that out, don't we? We learn something new every day. We depend on the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us and comfort us and help us and strengthen us so that we can finish the mission. Okay? So, Jesus continued here that he wanted us to be with him where he was and to see the glory that the Father had given him because God loved Jesus before the foundation of the world and he loved us before the foundation of the world. So you can look in this, and of course it means when he says he wants us to be with him where he is, yes, that is eternal, okay? That is for every believer who gets to go and live with God forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. But we got a whole lot of living to do here. <clears throat> and none of you needs to leave early because he has a job that he wants you to do through him. So when we read this and we say, let's read it, Father, I want you, I want those you have given me, I'm in John 17, 24. I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, Though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that 
Three important words. So that, the goal, the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27. But let's go back up here. It says that they may be with me where I am. That is not just heaven. You think of all that Jesus was and is. You think of his relationship with his father. That's where he is. And that's what he wants you to have. And he made it possible through the resurrection for you to have it here. You understand? He wants us to be where he is. That's not just a physical place. That is spiritual, mental, emotional. It is the position of Christ as he walked with the Father. And that's what he has for you, beloved. Because of the resurrection. All that he is. He was willing to allow himself to be arrested and crucified and go to hell for you. What kind of a heart does that demonstrate? What kind of a heart do we need to have for other people? Hallelujah. He thought it nothing, no matter what he had to do. And he knew what was coming. And he did not shrink back. He thought it nothing for the opportunity to save you. Wow. My goodness, can I think it nothing when I go through a trial or a tribulation or rejection or, or slander or whatever? Can I think it nothing to save, for him to save the heart of another person? You know? Hallelujah. <laughs> he did it, yes, so that we could be with him eternally, but he did it so that we could walk in unity, the completeness of Christ, all his power, all his authority, all his love, here, right here, in the here and now, every day, day to day, in your day to day life. To be him, to be his arm, to be the arm of the Lord now in a world that needs his love and his light and his salvation. So once crucified, the resurrection, the ascension, Jesus became the victory of our lives. He became the victory in which we walk. Hallelujah. He made everything about the Father known to us. He's not keeping any secrets. If we don't know something, we have a very simple answer. We read this. We allow the Holy Spirit to reveal new knowledge to us. Jesus' ascension and resurrection, resurrection and ascension, made it totally possible for his totality. Okay, big gospel. Don't turn your ears off because it seems too big. Big, big gospel. Okay? He made it 
possible for us to walk in the totality, in the fullness, in the completeness of him and his mission. Okay? Don't think you're a little unimportant nothing. Every person in the body has a special gift. Every person is needed. Every person is important. You need to be in a body, you know, a body, a church body. He says, do not forsake the assembling so that you can be encouraged, so that we can encourage one another, edify one another in the Holy Spirit so that we can go out and do the work and complete the mission. Please, don't sit at home alone. I'm glad people get to listen online when, when things are going on, but you need to be in a church body. So, anyway, through Christ, his totality would be made known to the world. His last prayer, okay, if he has a prayer before he leaves, do we think it's important? Yes, absolutely, it's very important. We need to pay attention. So his last prayer for us and his command to us before he finally ascended was the Great Commission. That we would go and make disciples of men. Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> therefore, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Right? Because you have what? You have the authority, if you are a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the authority, he gave it to you, to do so. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now when it says there, go and make disciples of all nations, that means all peoples. Does that mean you have to go fly to some other country? No. No, it does not mean that. There are plenty of people around you who need the love of Jesus. And you can minister that love to them every day. Every, every, every time you see them, you just minister the love of Jesus and they'll come in. Or someone who's hurting and just needs to be strengthened. Okay? And surely I am with you always. He is with you, beloved. He loves you. He does not condemn you. He is with you. He's holding you in the palm. You, you are in Graylin in the palm of his hand. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He understands your frailties. He understands your mistakes. You just bring it back to him. See? He reconciles you. 
Can you imagine, can you even imagine hearing these words right before Jesus left, that this was a prayer for us? What power, honestly, what power would that give you? What power does it give you? What assurance? What rest can we take in this, that he will be with us always? His love poured out upon us. His mission, what a gift he has given us. What a gift, what an opportunity you have to spread the truth. To be truth for someone who needs to see light and truth in their lives in a dark situation. See, the love, the love of Jesus reaches where nothing else can reach. It never fails. It will never, ever fail. So the resurrection and the ascension gave us everything we need here to live in victory. Everything we need to be someone else's lifeline to be someone else's lifeline through every darkness, to help others live in the same victory that you know. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it, does, it takes like that. Just like that. Lord Jesus, I believe on you. I believe you were the son of, that you are the Son of God, that you came to help me and save me, that you were resurrected, and I take you and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. See, he doesn't make it difficult. His love ever extends and is receiving everyone who will call upon him today and every day. So then, upon his resurrection, you know, when he came out of the tomb, this is awesome, he spoke to his disciples came out of the tomb. He explained the scriptures and the goal that he had for them. That they would receive power to complete the mission of the heart of the Father. Luke 24, verse 44. He said to them, this is Jesus, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds. If there's something you don't understand, just ask the Holy Spirit to open, you know, lift the veil, right? Just make it clear to me, Lord. Give me a revelation. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. See, he'll do the same for you. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer. I'm in Luke 24, 44. This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sin will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. That's the gospel. We make it so complicated. It is totally not complicated. It is repentance and forgiveness of sin. Anyone who comes to the Lord Jesus and asks for forgiveness receives. You do not have to go through the rest of your life hitting yourself over the head for every single mistake that you think was too terrible for Jesus to fix, to redeem if you think that you've done something that is too great 
for Jesus to redeem, you are blaspheming the Lord and what he has accomplished. I'm really sorry to make it that strong, but it is the truth. Do not allow what he suffered to keep what he... Do not allow what he suffered... This is an awkward sentence, isn't it? To keep you from not experiencing the freedom. Does that make sense? He came for you to experience freedom from the bondages of sickness and sin and the curse of the law. You see? So just receive that freely. Hallelujah. Then he opened their minds, where was I? Repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father promised. What did the father promise? He promised the Holy Spirit, didn't he? But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. If you are a believer in Jesus, he has given you the Holy Spirit to clothe you with power to walk the walk. To be the light. To be the light here. Through him. The resurrection and the ascension gave us the power of Jesus. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here to comfort and to guide and to teach and to be your helper. He is your helper. He is your friend. So immediately upon his resurrection from the tomb, an angel of the Lord came and spoke to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. How would you like to be referred to as the other Mary? (laughs) I'm sure she was just as important, right? (laughs) I always find that odd. Anyway, so an angel of the Lord came and spoke to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, and he gave them some instructions. He commissioned them. Then Jesus came and commissioned them. Matthew 28, 1. After the Sabbath, at the dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, hallelujah, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. Does that sound like finality? You got any stones in in your way? Well, beloved, Jesus is rolling back, and he's sitting right there. The stone's been rolled away. (laughs) He sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. You got any issues that need to be frozen out of your life? (laughs) Well, just count them as dead. Apply the blood. Allow Jesus. Speak the word over that. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid. 
for I know that you are looking for Jesus. Isn't that awesome that they were there at the tomb and had the heart for Jesus? You know, they knew he, he was in the tomb, but they were there still. Awesome, awesome hearts. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Hallelujah. You serve a risen king. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. He is your joy. Jesus is your joy. You stay in him and you will stay in joy. Afraid yet filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Do you have the same commission? Hello? Yes. You have this same commission. And you know what I find really, really interesting? I'm not going to go into a lot of stuff about it. But I find it extremely interesting. Who were the first two people that were given the commission? They were two women. They were Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. So hats off to all you men that think it's okay to have a female pastor, preacher. It was two women. The first two given the commission were two women. So if anyone has an issue with women in ministry, Just saying. And if you want to read about it, don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it, because what is the final word of everything? It is you going to the word. You study it out. If you need help, there's some scripture out there. It is the official position of the Assembly of God. I'm not an Assembly of God preacher, but I read that, and I thought it might edify some people, because some people were being attacked in this church for sitting, you know, under a female preacher. So the word is the word. And I wouldn't do anything that I didn't think was walking in the word. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to myself, and I wouldn't do it to you. And I have an awesome husband who is 100% encouraging and stands beside me and walks beside me and helps me in everything this church does and everything this ministry does. <laughs> we are completely... Yeah, you are. You are. You rock. <laughs> You're brave. <laughs> he is a blessing. He is a blessing. 
I would not like to be under a pharisaical spirit <laughs> because y'all know me, and that wouldn't go over very well. <laughs> God knew what he was doing when he put us together. Okay, enough of that. Sorry. Didn't really mean to go on into all that. But they were two women. Okay, so after his triumphal entry into Jerusalem and before the crucifixion, Jesus does what? He cleanses the temple. He cleanses the temple. This is an awesome example to us of what we need to do in our own lives. See? He went in. He cleansed the temple. And then he, he says, It is written that my house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. We must have hearts set apart unto the Lord. Whatever that takes, whatever sacrifice we make that seems like a sacrifice is not a sacrifice. Because everything we do to set our, part, our heart unto the Lord, to set our heart apart for his purposes and his plan and his love to be spread and his mission, everything that we do brings his glory. to you and through you. So Matthew 21. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. So this is, this is a picture of what salvation does for us. This is a picture of the cleansing that takes place when we become saved and walk and abide in Jesus. Okay? He cleanses us. He purifies us. No longer to condemn us. So the physical, the physical, you know, uh, tabernacle was prior to Jesus, the dwelling place, wasn't it, of God? Well, yes, you come here to meet with the Lord and, and to learn and we encourage one another in the Lord and in the word but the physical temple is no longer the true temple you are the true temple you are the temple of the Lord you are the temple that through which he works his power and glory so Jesus entered the temple he drove out all the people that were buying and selling he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of the people selling doves so what do we just stop just stop a good day to stop and say, what do I need to overturn in my own life? And trust that the Lord's going to help you do that. He will always honor your heart. He will give you victory when you lay it down at the cross. Okay, so what do we need to overturn in order to walk in the fullness of the resurrection life? That's what we're getting a grasp of. The resurrection life, all power and authority given to you through Christ to be like him here, to be his very image. What idolatry, what wrong thinking, sometimes just pharisaical thinking, what self-seeking can we lay down? Where have we sold out to other things in our lives rather than the full and complete mission of the Lord? the word of the Lord. Where have we sold out? Oh, don't take this like um, a heavy thing. 
This is a beautiful thing. Because his promise is to deliver us from all the bondage and the chains so that we can walk in total victory, total resurrection life, total unity with him, the completeness and the fullness of Christ. Read Ephesians. Read Colossians. It just says it over and over and over. So, Jesus was completely sold out. He was committed. His pleasure was to do the will of the Father. That's scripture. He says it in scripture. His love for us, his love for you, his love for you, his love for you, sent him to that cross. His love for you sent him to hell. His love for you allowed him to be obedient. His love for you, he thought it nothing to suffer for you that you could walk in the fullness of resurrection reality here and now today. Okay? We are the temple of the Lord. That's scripture. Y'all know that. We are the temple of the Lord. And our soul, as in S-O-L-E only, the Lord revealed this to me when I was reading about this again. He said, how are you using that word soul? And I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, you're right. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. It's S-O-L-E, soul, as in only. But it's S-O-U-L, soul, as in redemptive. See? Our sole aim, our only aim, the redemptive aim that the Lord Jesus Christ allows us to accomplish here. You get that? The cleansing of our souls. Redemption. Hallelujah. He has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I am redeemed, I am reconciled into his love. And you know what, devil? You can't take it away from me. Because my Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And no one competes with him. Nothing competes with him. He is bigger and stronger and greater and mightier. He has given me the resurrection. And I'm not talking about just life eternal. That is awesome. It is resurrection power authority here for me in my life, for you in your life, and for you to extend to other people to awaken the world. Wow, what a gift. Woo! And who helps us do that? It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, the Holy Spirit. We walk by the Holy Spirit, renewing our hearts and our minds to the fullness of Christ in our lives. Every day. What a gift, what a treasure, what a promise that he has given us. And all we have to do is just believe in Jesus. That's all there is to it. Our spirits, our born-again spirits, 
receive recreation. Recreation. When we come to, when we receive Jesus. Resurrection into the image of the Father. Was Jesus the image of the Father? Completely holy. Completely, I mean totally. Holy too. And we are given all power to be like him. Matthew 28, 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. So see, we need to embrace that. We need to embrace that. That reality in our lives. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey. And all we have to do is believe that we have, through the power of the Holy, through the Holy Spirit, the power that Jesus has given us. Everything I have commanded you to do, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we have the Holy Spirit to comfort and teach and guide and work the power of God through us. Luke 24, we are clothed with power from on high. 2449, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And we all know that was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit when you're born again. But then you also can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So Isaiah 50 gives us this absolutely beautiful picture of what Jesus went through and why. Why he did it. Okay? See, why is it important to know why? Because it's important to understand that someone did this for you, this is why he did it, because it makes us more able to receive the fullness of it when we understand that. His heart was for us to love us, to give us victory through himself. At peace with the Father. Do you know that when you are in Jesus, you are at peace with the Father? Doesn't that make you feel awesome? Doesn't that make you feel good? Okay. Isaiah 50, we're going to start in verse 2. When I came, why was there no one? When I called, why was there no one to answer? Was my arm too short in, to ransom you? Is his arm too short for your ransom? No. Never. It will never be too short in any situation in your life. Do I lack strength to rescue you? He does not lack any strength to rescue you. No, he came to ransom you. He came to rescue you and to love you and to save you and to redeem you and to help you and to bless you and to heal you. His love, his dying for us accomplished that. Next verse. By a mere rebuke, this shows us his power. Think about the power. By a mere rebuke, that is a spoken word. Do you see that? A spoken word. What do you think it's like when you speak the word? By a mere rebuke, I dry up the sea. I turn rivers into a desert. Their fish rot for lack of water and die of thirst. 
I clothe the sky with darkness and make sackcloth its covering. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue. What did Jesus do? The scripture says he only said what the Father told him to say. So his living word, it is alive. It's just not words on a page, just not little spoken niceties. It is living, active power from the Lord Jesus Christ when you speak out his word. He has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. You know, the Holy Spirit will always comfort you and bless you. He does not speak to you with words of condemnation. He might correct, but it will always bring peace. That's what love does. He wakens us. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. See, that should be our posture. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears, and I have not been rebellious. I have not drawn back. Oh, Jesus, thank you that you were not rebellious. Could he have made a different choice in that garden before going to the cross? Could he have? Yes. Did he? No. For you. Wow. I offered. Nothing was ever taken from him. Everything he did was an offer. His life was an offer. His death was an offer. Going to hell was an offer. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting because the sovereign Lord helps me. Do you know that you have the same help that our Lord Jesus had? The same. Hallelujah. Because the sovereign Lord helps me. I will not be disgraced. Therefore, have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. You see, men tried to shame him, but he could not be shamed. The victory was his all along. There wouldn't be no shaming our Christ. That's the mind of men, the wickedness of men. But he has superseded every wickedness, and the Lord is your help. He is here to help you. He loves you. I will not be put to shame. How hard is that? How hard do you think that was? You know, going down. You know, people will try to shame you. He, didn't, he just didn't receive it. He didn't receive the rejection. Do you, if you are in Christ and you are persecuted for him, do you need to receive any rejection when people come against you or, or speak poorly about you or try to do things that harm you? No. <laughs> right. Exactly. In our weakness, his strength comes. So he knew the cross was ahead. But he was convinced. He was convinced that the we we need to be convinced that the glory to come is greater. You see that? 
the glory to come is greater, greater than any temporary suffering. Because all this is temporary. Greater than any temporary suffering. Because we have resurrection life eternally and we have resurrection life here, guaranteed through our Lord. So what does it mean? It, it means nothing when people come against you for the Lord. He who vindicates me is near. He is near you, beloved. Who then will bring charges against me? Uh, nobody. Nobody. Does it even matter compared to resurrection life, compared to what you have when you walk in the will and the plan and, in order to please the Father? No. He, vindicates, he who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face one another. <laughs> Think about that. What is Jesus saying? He's not being obstinate or rebellious there. He's speaking the truth. Let us face one another. This is the will of God. What do I need to be concerned about what people say? Am I pleasing the Lord? Am I pleasing my Father? Am I being Jesus in that situation? You will many times be persecuted for standing for the word. What does it matter? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. You know what? It's not going to do me any harm whatsoever because the world has nothing in me. Right? It is the sovereign Lord who helps me. Who is he that will condemn me? They will all wear out like a garment. The moths will eat them up. Who, here's the key, here's the key, here's the key. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his word? Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? When we do that, resurrection life cannot be withheld from you in every situation, any situation. Victory, overcoming, the strength of the Lord. Let him who walks in the dark, who has no light, Trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God, and everything will be well. It is well with my soul. <laughs> but now, all you who light fires and provide for yourselves. You see the difference? A man can have his own plans. The ones that are going to be accomplished are the ones of the Lord. But now, all you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze. See, when we go off and we try to do things our own way, and, and, and you know, we don't want to do it the way the, the word has it, we set fires. Now, is he good and just and faithful? Can he redeem those fires? <laughs> yes, but we cause a whole lot of pain for ourselves and those around us, don't we? See, but we don't have to walk that way. Okay? Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, 
It is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. You might make mistakes, but the Lord is your redeemer. The Lord has given you resurrection power and resurrection life to be like him, to walk like him, to talk like him, to love like him, to be loved by him. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you see, the time is now to receive and to believe what the resurrection has accomplished for you. Eternally and now, the power and authority of your Lord Jesus Christ coming to life in your life, in my life, giving me his nature and his character to be, to do, to say as he wills. Hallelujah. Resurrection power, resurrection life. All that Jesus purchased for us, we need to come to grips with. We need to own. We need to own it. We need to stop saying it's too good to be true because it is true. His power, you were meant to walk in it now. His authority. The assurance, your salvation is the assurance of his glory working through you. His heart of love led him to that cross. His heart of love led him to that cross. His heart of love led him to that cross and kept him there for you. And the power of God resurrected him so that you could walk in that same resurrection life. And the victory of the Father, the victory of the Father raised Jesus from the dead so that in him we could have eternal life and that in him we could live victoriously here. So if there's anyone that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I would like to pray with you. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, what a great day, best day of your life. If there's anyone that has not received him as Lord and Savior, I will pray with you. Okay, awesome. I'm glad we have all people who know the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to do communion, we're going to do tithes, and we are going to have a baby dedication. So those of you who can, I would like you to stay for the baby dedication.